inside this whip. He rained out his burner. Mama looking at me, crying. She asking when they can stop the murder. Till when did they first stop burning? Till there was no more hurdles. Pop green up, no kernels. This lean designer, no Virgil. No Tesla, I'm a mega pilot. They told my homie, so I gotta break a silence. Welcome back. It's all hustle, no luck. Back at it again with another episode. We're in the middle of the playoffs. Playoffs just happen to happen. We have some exciting games we want to talk about. One game just finished, and I wish I could tell you it was a nail-biter, but some ads came out there to handle business. So um, let's not waste too much time. Let's get into it. We have a few things we want to discuss. Chris is unfortunately not with us today, but we'll be back next week. But it's me and Kev that are going to hold it down for the meantime. Kev, what have you been up to, man? Long long time no talk. Yeah, I was, I was hoping for a better finish to the Celtics-Bucks game, but you know, you got to take it how you get it. Game 7 is a Game 7 regardless. That's how I see it. So let's let's not waste too much time. Let's get right into it. Celtics end up wrapping up the series against the Milwaukee Bucks in seven. Final score, 108-95. And as I said again, some hands came out here with a plan and they executed. Not to say that Milwaukee didn't put up a good effort because I didn't see the first three quarters. I only Sorry, I didn't see the first half. I saw the second half. Um, and it looked like they were fairly competitive. But Boston, again, just looks like they were out there to do a mission. And without Chris Middleton, it's kind of hard to to really put everything on the weight of Giannis, especially the fact that he's been pretty much doing it the entire series. Like, you can get tired. You're allowed to be tired. Well, let me rephrase. You're not necessarily allowed to be tired as a superstar, but it happens. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to get your general thoughts. What are your thoughts on the game overall? And then maybe you can dip into the series, Kevin. Give me, give me some, some high-level takes. Uh, this game, not much to it. Uh, Celtics had hit like 21 trades at one point, I believe. So it might even be more. Like when the game was done. So when a team has 20, 20 trays, you got to do something crazy to lose. Like this is what the scoreline is supposed to look like when you hit that many trays. Brown was hot. Tatum was hot. Pritchard was in trays. Grant Williams was all over the floor. Smart scamming the refs. Like they just they just came out better. That's really all it was. And looking at the Milwaukee side, I think they're going to look at it and just chalk it up to Middleton being gone. And I think that's fair to say because Middleton's the second best player on that team. So to lose him... Um, they probably look at it and say, all right, we've, we wrap this up if we have him on the court. And one thing I will say, like, Drew Holiday, I understand that he played very well towards the very end of last year's playoffs to go and win the championship, so all else is forgiven. But if we're looking at his playoff performances as a whole over the past two years, it's actually very poor on the offensive end. We know what the def- defensive side of the ball is going to be like for Drew Holiday. He's going to make plays. He had some big plays in game five, I believe it was, to put them up 3-2. But, man, he can't score. He's always going to the pull-up. It's not really there more times. So, I don't know. They need Middleton for sure. Yeah, I agree. Just to keep it real in general, I agree with you. Obviously, Middleton's the second best player, as you said already, and it's hard for them to score. Um, I've said this before in the past. Giannis is going to do Giannis. No one can really stop him. Even today, he didn't have the greatest game by his standards, but he still put up 25 and 20. What more do you want from the man? <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't ask for anything more from one man. So I never really, you brought an interesting point up. I never really looked at Drew Holiday's numbers like <laughs> collectively. Whole, you got to remember, we're calling him Drew Bledsoe up until about game three of the NBA Finals. Fam. He I was, get that, but then there's also times where he's closing out games. Not only like he he he's been scoring well at least in this series. No, but yeah, he had 21 he's 21 today. Nine shots of games, man. 
I guess, but in in lieu of not having Middleton, what what are we supposed to expect? No one else is like, going to be able to absorb that usage. Bobby Portis, well, just, like, who are we looking to? It's just a matter that okay. With that said, you might be right, but then when I look at last year, what did you do when everyone was in the lineup and I could not get that much from you? It didn't look good, man. Like eight for twenty, seven for twenty, eleven for thirty, five for twenty two, nine for twenty four. This guy had two games when he shot above 40% in a seven-game series, bro. And the best game, which was today, was 41%. That doesn't cut it. Couldn't hit trays. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think... Shot I'm not, 35% I don't wanna, in the series, by the way. That's bad. That's bad. But again, here's, my, here's what I, I would say to that point is, I know who Drew Holiday is. I'm never going to mistake the Rob, point sorry. and think that he's some type 37% of guy. 37% through the, the the entire playoffs this year. That's pretty bad stuff. But it's my point stands. Games. My point stands. I know, I know who Drew Holiday is. If someone told me that Drew Holiday needs to go out there and drop 25 a game efficiently, I wouldn't I wouldn't put any money on that. If you can give me a 17 efficiently, that's different. But again, in the absence of Middleton, somebody has to absorb that usage. And I know this might not necessarily be any different from last year when Middleton was there, but it doesn't help either. Middleton not being there and there that team already struggling to have I don't want to say they struggle to have decent role players, but they struggle to get consistent contributions from the role players. Somebody was gonna to have to absorb that usage because Giannis is already doing what Giannis is doing. Right? He can only do but so much. So when I look at the shooting percentage, I kind of just have to take it with a grain of salt and say, Yeah, you, you went out shooting. Literally, you had to do that because I can't look at anybody else on the Bucks roster and say, Yeah, you should have really stepped up. I thought Bobby Portis would have been able to continue the momentum that he had in the season. But since Brooke, Lo- since Brooke Lopez came and they tried this whole three bigs in the starting lineup thing, it, just, it never really looked like he got back. He got his feet in set in that lineup. So I couldn't really look to him. West Math, dead food, Pat Connaughton, no Allen, no George Hill out. Like there wasn't any, there wasn't many options to pick up the slack. So well, I hear what you're saying, but I'll give him a grain of salt. Nah, you know why I can't take it with a grain of salt? I'm going to give you the, again, another little statistical breakdown to really explain how bad this is, right? Regular season, Drew averaged 18 points per game and shot 50% from the field on 14 shots. In the playoffs this year, he was taking 19.5 shots per game. So an extra five shots per game, and he averaged 18.9 points. So he took five extra shots and got you 0.6 points more per game. Come on, bro. No, I agree with you. It's bad. But what what was the other what was the alternative? Again, he, he, if you shoot 50% in the regular season religiously. Last year 5, 50%, this year 50%. When it comes playoff time, when it turns to May, all of a sudden this stuff can't evaporate. I'm sorry. But what if you take again, you're telling me you're taking you're taking more shots? Fine. I understand that the efficiency is going to go down, but the efficiency is down and the points aren't up. So at that point, I might as well give the shots to George Hill. I I hear that, but again, like the the regular season could be misleading because if Middleton was there for sixty five, again, what are the splits? That's the room. That's the more what, important. What, which split there. do you want, Robs? Which split? The do you split want? of Drew Holiday when when Middleton's not in the lineup, because that's going to be indicative of what Drew Holiday actually is when he has to absorb more usage. Okay, and I I can't get that right, but. No, I understand. It's, it's a number, I know, yeah. but I'm saying if it's anywhere close to us, the things I'm talking about, he's just not good enough, bro. Middleton or not, sorry. I don't blame you. 
I don't think Drew Holiday is supposed to be a number two on a on a playoff championship contending team. That's not right? even Which number is why two I'm numbers. saying that. What do you mean? Thirty eight percent from the field is not number number three numbers. Period. Like that's just the way I look at it, man. Nah. I don't know. I, I can't maybe say I'm, that maybe I'm being too critical. Way. Maybe I'm looking for someone Definitely. to blame, but I'm just looking at the, I'm just looking at it and saying there is, yeah, maybe it's just me still. I don't no, know. I understand what you're saying. It doesn't look good. My thing is, is that I know, I, I think I know Drew Holiday and who he is to be, and I'm never going to look at him and say, okay, yeah, you went out there and you sullied the offensive side of the ball tonight because I know that's not really his game. And in all honesty, just his demeanor. He never looks like he's the type of guy that's willing to go take shots at other guys' hands. So, like, you know, it's not like he's going out there and just shooting the breeze because he can, like on like Nick Young or like one of those guys that just yeah, are just yeah, chucking. He's yeah. not on that. He's doing it because he, he simply has to. And it might even be reluctantly, to be honest. He looks yeah, like he yeah. might be comfortable at an 18 a game and however many shots you said earlier and just staying in that realm. Some guys are just comfortable in their pocket. And it's unfortunate that he had to step out because of Middleton not being there. And obviously the numbers probably reflect that. But maybe we'll follow up next week and we can get the splits to see how he performs without Middleton. But speaking on the Bucks, um, I just want to say I'm not going to take anything away from Giannis. There were some people on Reddit literally moments after the game finished calling for Giannis's name saying that, oh, this is not what superstars do. And when your superstar is down, I was like, guys, guys, you can't win every year. Right? You can't win every year. You're going to have times where, especially if your co-partner is down and you put up the numbers you put up, you're going to have times where the other team might just be better. But if you heard our last pod, Chris accordingly believes that you should just pack it in once you think that a guy is good enough. But in this case, the better team won, retool next year, and you go at it again. I can't take anything from Giannis. Giannis showed me nothing about heart and fight in this series. He was the only reason why they're in this series, if I'm being quite honest. I've seen there's there's moments in this series where Giannis literally has his hands on his knees looking like he's going to faint, given the level of exhaustion. I've Ooh. never taken anything away from Giannis. There isn't a that. single game you can point to in this series and say Giannis didn't show up, as far as I'm concerned. In the first game when he shot 9 for 25, he gave you 24, 13, and 12. What more do you want from me, man? There's not, and again, maybe this is what I'm doing with Drew Holiday, but you don't have to point the finger. Just because Giannis lost doesn't mean it's his fault. Like we we don't got to do that. Where we don't got to go the Rob's way. Where if you didn't if you didn't win, you didn't perform. We don't have to do that. Still, we'll let Rob's do that whenever he feels you know like he has to. But we as people don't need to do that. I'm just saying, it it, it comes to a point in time. And again, that is the narrative sometimes. Don't get me wrong. Like, I firmly that's stand by that. Yeah, okay. That's my narrative. I'll, <laughs> that's I'll own that. I'll, I'll perform to that. And the only reason why I say that, let's add the context timestamp. I said that in, this, in, in the sense of saying you didn't perform because when I look back historically, it's not going to matter what you put up. All it's going to matter is that you held the L, right? Like, in the moment, you could look and say, yeah, he did his thing. But I'm not going to remember that six months from now. Me personally, I'm not gonna remember that a year from now. I'm not gonna remember that two years from now. I'm gonna remember that you had the L. Maybe that's which is why I say that it doesn't I'm, matter. I'm gonna remember all of it still. Well, which is fair. Like again, to a certain point, you're gonna remember these performances, but at some point, it's not gonna be in your recent memory, and you're just gonna look at the numbers and you're gonna be like, you lost. <laughs> which is why I say that historically, it never reflects well when you go out of the bang and you lose. That's the way I look at it, which is why I sparked that narrative. But. Um, yeah, I want to I want to talk a little bit about the Boston Celtics because I feel like this is 
one of those teams, and I spoke about it last week with Chris a little bit, but I want to, I kind of want to get your take on it as well. I said, this is one of the teams where they have a perfect construct. It's, it's, it's almost like a perfect storm is, is brewing for them right now. You have Jason Tatum emerging as a top 10 talent. You have Jalen Brown solidifying himself, in my opinion, after this series that he is one of the best number twos in the league. Marcus Smart all of a sudden learned how to play point guard in the second half of the season along with the defense. And then Al Horford, granted he didn't play well tonight, has been giving you way more than you thought Al Horford could have gave you in whatever age season he is right now, not to mention the contributions from Grant Williams. So I feel like this is a perfect storm. But I, th- I think that this is one of the situations where Boston can fool themselves, where they just beat the... They're still alive though, fam. What do you fool no, themselves? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, obviously, knock on wood, I would want to see Boston go to the finals and win it all, right? I feel, I really do believe that, that that organic construction and the way they build their team, like, I feel like if they're able to win a chip, that should set a tone throughout the league of how we need to go about building teams instead of the superstar amalgamation or whatever. But that's beside the point. What I'm trying to get to is if Boston doesn't go to the finals, I don't want them to get in a situation where they now think that they're complacent. Because I don't know if it's me, but I haven't really seen Boston get better from a talent standpoint or talent acquisition standpoint in the past couple of years. So I don't want them to get comfortable with beating Milwaukee and then say they lose in the finals or the East West Eastern Conference finals. And then they say, okay, we're good with this team. We could just roll it out again next year. Because I don't believe that's the case. But again, uh, Boston's history saying otherwise to me. I don't think any team should be complacent. I agree with you that that's a very dangerous place to be, especially for a team like Boston, because you are right. In terms of adding talent, it's pretty much been the same guys doing it that were doing it three years ago. They're just doing it better now. And at some point, like you kind of got to introduce some new talent to the mix. Obviously, they introduced Kemba. That didn't go so well. It's kind of a one-year deal. And then Hayward, who left, and they haven't really replaced him since. Every time we've heard mumblings and then bringing in like an actually you know difference making players has never materialized from miles turner to who else um i don't remember who else um but a guy like miles turner they haven't made that trade yet they still haven't and i don't think they have the assets to to be honest with you and i think more than likely what can they do if they don't have the assets to go out and get that guy in terms of them as a team i it's it's i i struggle with knowing how I feel about them. Because for one, they're the team that got hot at the right time and it's carried over. They're still pushing forward. They're getting tough wins. They obviously have a superstar in Jason Tatum who, you know, you can look to and say he's he can be the best player in any given series. But then at the same time, I look at how the season started and I struggle to believe that a team that was that bad up until about February can put it all together to the point where they go and win a championship. Because I'm the first one to say that a lot of things have to go right for you to win a championship. And I feel like for the past five or so months, it's just been everything going right. And at some point, I feel like something's it's it's going to burn out. But at the same time, they're so good. Their defense is so good. As I said, they have Jason Tatum. They have Jalen Brown. They have the pieces. They have a veteran in Al Horford where... If if I started the season, if if we didn't know if if you erase my memory of the regular season, I'd say this team's championship bound. 
I picked him as a favorite right now. But because I had that memory of what the regular season looked like, and, and granted, it ended on a good note, but just leading up to it, how many hurdles they had to jump just to get here, I feel like at some point they're going to burn out. No, I wholeheartedly agree. And that, like, it, it, to me, it, it, it's a bit of a catch-22 because, again, you did finish the season very strong. You had those high moments. You got a defensive player of the year team. You had an all-NBA player. Like, the team finished well. But let's not forget about the first three months where people were calling for Emi Udoka's name. Tatum yeah, I, wasn't playing well. Like, there was a lot going on. Yeah, I just feel like, like, what what really changed? I feel like what really changed to the point where now you're going to go from being out of the playoffs to winning a championship with no roster shakeups, no coaching change. Yeah, it's possible that something just clicked to the point where, you know, you're this good now, which I understand because they have the high end talent to do so. But to win a championship, it's just such a delicate balance to me. I feel like, for example, the Miami Heat, when they went to the finals in that bubble year, they were good throughout the year. And then they got really hot at the end in the in the bubble in the conference finals, I feel like that's the recipe of of a finals making team as opposed to the team that was actually very like extremely bad, then became extremely good, and now they're gonna ride that all the way to the finals. So, but they're playing well, man. They're playing well in everything. Again, if I had no memory of the regular season, then I'd be beating this drum. But it's hard for me to get that on my head. Yeah, it makes sense. So again, shout out the Boston Celtics. Going to the Eastern Conference Finals, Jason Tatum will be there um, leading the charge with his co-partner, Jalen Brown. Sorry to the Bucks. I firmly believe they probably would have won the series if they had Chris Milton, but they're gone to Cancun. So Who do you, have? Who do you have in the next series, quickly? Um, which series are you talking about? Miami and Boston. Miami and Boston. Here's the thing. Okay, I'm just gonna, no, one rates, no one rates Miami. I don't rate Miami because, again, I said it earlier before, Miami struggles to score against good defenses. And it was case in point when then Jimmy Butler dropped like 33 the other game against Philly. I think it wasn't the last game of the game before that. Dropped 33 and there was no other starter in double figures and Hero contributed 14 off the bench. Not indicative of how they normally play, but just opening your eyes of how bad it could really look when you don't have elite you scores, you pick on any team. one of those anywhere for any team. I get that, but like it's it's one of those situations where even if Butler's going, I just don't trust anybody else on that team to have consistent scoring. I, you can I say think, that about ten teams, but you I can't say that about all teams. But the, the thing, the difference is that, and it's always been this way in Miami for the past couple of years, is like it's not relying on any one guy after Jimmy. They have so many guys who can give you a night. You can get a night from Hero. You can get a night from Duncan Robinson. You can get a night from Larry. You can get a night from Bam. And if you get enough of those nights from enough of those guys, they don't have to be at the same time, you know, provided Jimmy's playing well. And Jimmy's on a modernist this offseason, this playoff, sorry. We're not talking about, he's averaging like 29 a game and absolutely carrying the heat. So it's interesting. That's so that's that's just the way I look at it. I think if I have to pick a team, I have to say Boston in seven. But the reason why I say seven is because I'm not confident at all. I think... I- I got Boston we can, six. We can't just we can't just we can't just underdog Miami to the finals, and that's what we're at risk of doing right now. Because like it's not like they're not a good team. It's not like they're the Atlanta Hawks, where every step of the way we're gonna say, "All right, I'm taking the other team above them," and then here we are. So I I get that. Me personally, I'm only the only reason why I'm saying Celtics in six is because for one, they had the momentum, right? What they're momentum the one. Does, Miami has momentum. Do they really though? 
because yeah. they, they kind of just been beating up on teams and, and going about their day. Like, I feel like right now, so what, okay, maybe what, that might what, take away from Boston. Then. Maybe it might be the opposite. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying, like, no, the Celtics are riding in on a high, but so are the Miami Heat because they're absolutely destro- rinsing them. That, that Philly series, all right, look at it this way. That Philly series could have really went left because Miami won the first two, as they should have known, beat and beat comes back. They win two in a row. Miami was on the ropes and they came out on two straight. I'm right. If I'm Miami, my high is just as high as the Boston Celtics right now. That's just the way I see it. So I don't think any any team has momentum over the other. Now, once the first game get, gets played, yeah, we can talk about momentum within the series, but I think both teams are at the high, man. When you win, there's when you win, there's a high. If you sweep a team. You you finish your business early. There's a high. If you win in seven, you feel like you have to grind it out. You're on a high. Like both teams are on a high at this point. I guess so. I guess when you put it like that, you you would assume so. For me, it's just a matter of whether or not Miami could actually score against that Boston defense consistently. Because uh, I've watched games where Miami has struggled to score, and sometimes they pull it out. But like for instance, getting 18 from Bam in a night is considered a great night. And I'm a firm believer you have to outproduce your counterpart. So. If you're gonna have Jason Tatum and Brown going for 25 plus a night, somebody's gonna have to to, to step up to the table and, and fill in those those the 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 difference or disparity or whatever the word might be. But I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I would probably take Celtics six. Um, and I'm not. That's a rocky six. Like I'm not. I'm that's not. That's why firm I said seven. Stance. So like I'm not even confident in it. So. Yeah, just because you never know what Miami will do, and like I feel like no one's ever pegging them to go to the finals, and somehow they ended up in the finals once already. And they're, they're they're in two conference finals in three years, bro. Like again, I, guess I don't so. know if we're gonna talk about them, but through all the processing, through all the Joel and B, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, James Harden, Ben Simmons. Don't let me forget Ben Simmons. They haven't touched the conference finals, and within that time. Raptors touched the conference finals. Hawks touched the conference finals. Miami Heat did it twice, and now the Boston Celtics, man. So there's only so, so many times you can just little dog a team, and they continue to win. That's just the way I see it. That's a fair point. I never looked at it like that. You want to talk about Miami, or you want to transition to Memphis and Golden State? Who, who are we talking about? I wanted to talk about Philly? Memphis and Golden State. Oh, we can talk about uh, Philly. As long as we, as long as we circle Philly? back to Philly still. As long as we circle let's... back? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, actually, you know what? Nah, because I don't know if I'm going to make it to the next part. So you know what? I got to get my take off now. Listen, and I wish Chris was here to, to because I know he I know he doesn't feel. <laughs> you know what? Let's save this still. Whenever we're on the same part, let's save this still. All right, let, it's let's not save, one of let's those, save. It's not one of those where I'm just going at Chris and, you know, he's trying to offend his team. I know there's going to be a bit of a conversation there where he's disappointed himself. So I actually want to have that conversation probably. Fair enough. We're, we'll put that on, on pause for right now, and let's transition to the Western Conference. Let's talk about the my sorry. Let's talk about the Golden State Warriors closing out the Memphis Grizzlies um, without Jaw, of course. If I'm being honest, I don't really have too much to say about this series. Let's let's. I want to get to the other series more than anything else, but I'll get my I'll get my takes on it. As I said again, I said it at the beginning of this, the series. Memphis struggles to score, and they will struggle to score against Golden State. And Golden State does not struggle to score. Simple as that. Golden State's going to go out there and do what they do regardless of whoever's on the court. If you can't keep pace, you're going to get shot out the gym. Not to say that Memphis wasn't competitive because he still stole two games off of them, one without draw. So that speaks to the level of 
camaraderie on the team because usually when a superstar falls out, people are already penciling in the L in the in the, in the WNL column. So the fact that they went out there and stole the game is, is impressive. But at the same time, Memphis did what they supposed to do. You were a second seed. No one really had that much expectations for you. You closed out a first round series that you probably should have lost. <laughs> um, and you went out against former champions, a dynasty some would even call. Well, washed up dynasty, let's, let's say that. So I don't have nothing against Memphis. Memphis did what they were supposed to do. I don't think anybody really had them favored in this matchup. I think, no, Chris said he had them favored in this matchup. So I'm going to have to hold him to that. Chris, we're calling for your next pod. Anyway, though. Um, yeah. I think he has an out with Jado, I guess. Does he, though? I don't, I don't know, but like, but I, like, you know, it's, it's not a cop it's out. Or... <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't call it a cop out still. It's just unfortunate if he takes that route because the only, the only, Way I'd push back is the fact that it looked like Golden State had the series before he got hurt. But again, like anything could happen. My thing with this one is realistically, again, you gotta walk before you run. And this is and this is a perfect example of it. There's levels and the idea that you go from playing tournament competitor to conference finalist, NBA title contender it's always a little far-fetched in my mind again like i think there's a natural progression that most teams follow not it doesn't have to be it's not that linear but for the most part it is and this is part of that growing process for the memphis grizzlies they had a great season finished second overall destroyed teams throughout the regular season with john missing like 25 games right so shout out to them there's nothing bad you take away from this from memphis and especially with Jaw down, they're going to look at it and say, all right, if Jaw was healthy, this would have looked a lot different. I tend to differ, but that argument from their point of view is is valid. My my real question is, though, like at the end of this series, is just why is this team, Rob's, so good without Jaw? Because that's, that's hard. yeah, we all watch, so we're all going to say at the end of the day, there's no way this team is any better without Jaw, but this, this team still played extremely well without him. They, again, they stole a game. They slapped the Warriors by, what, 50 or something? They're up 50 at one point. They That closeout game was close up until the very end. right? So I'm looking around, and I'm just wondering, like, what's the formula here? Is it a... Are we going to look at this eventually and say, maybe Jaw's not as good as we think he is? Or is it just a tremendous coaching job? Well, and, and, and to that point, if it's if it's a tremendous coaching job, how much better would this team look if you give this coach a bit more talent? Yeah, that's a fair question. I, I here's where I stand on that on that topic. I think it's a bit of both. I do think that Taylor Jenkins has to overcoach. So from what I've noticed from when I've watched Memphis games with and without Jaws, and when Jaws in there, um, the offense is a little bit more free-flowing. They tend to go and transition a little bit more. Um, and Jaw's not one of those guys, like, yeah, he may be high usage, but he's not high usage where he's dominating the ball. Like, I've never really watched a game and, and said to myself, well, Jaw needs to free up the ball. Like, sometimes I'm watching Luka, and it's like seven straight possessions, this guy's just out there down the hill doing the exact same thing. And it's just like, you know, they use, like, at some point, you have to become a part of the offense. You can't just be the offense, even if you are one of those guys. But I think what happens when Jaw goes out is other guys feel empowered. And this is where we, I don't want to draw a dangerous narrative because it can really get bad for people. But I think guys like Desmond Bain, guys like Dylan Brooks, guys like Cal Anderson, 
these are guys that may have traditionally performed well with the ball in their hands, but just given the construction of the team, given jaw and how the pecking order goes, they have to naturally assume a secondary, tertiary, whatever role. Jaw's not there now. Gives guys like Devson's Bain a little bit more freedom with the ball. We know Tyus Jones already has one of the best assisted turnover ratios in the league. Um, so he's not really holding up the ball. You have guys like Dylan Brooks that want the ball, but frankly are just not good enough to get the ball. And that mixed with the fact that Taylor Jenkins might also just be putting in more set plays might allow them to just execute better because now you have a little bit more freedom. You might have a little bit more confidence. You might be playing above your pay grade. But I would be remiss to say that this is the standard and what is going to be what it's going to be moving forward because I don't think anybody should say that they're better without Jaw. I think it's more so this case they're able to perform when Jaw is not there, but they need Jaw to be the best version of themselves. And I don't think that's saying anything shocking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just on my end, I'm just looking at it. I was saying, all right, regular season when they were winning without him, you know, we would have said, I don't know if we even have this conversation, but had we had the conversation, we would have said, yeah, when playoff time comes, we know that's a different story if Jaws not there. That's exactly what I believe we would have said. And playoff time rolled around. And when Jaw got hurt, they were down 2-1. Without Jaw, they lost two games and won one. So I'm just trying to figure it out still. It's tough. And it's going to be tough for Memphis because I feel like right now Memphis is in a bit of a sticky situation where they're coming a off a lot of high. contracts coming up. Still. A lot of contracts. You <laughs> don't want to do the Miami or the out. Portland route. You don't want to do the Miami or the Portland route where you're paying man just because they were there when you did it. That's the worst thing you do. Don't pay a man because he was there when you guys were having good times. Because when the times get bad, that contract gets worse. A guy like Dylan Brooks, I don't want to see that renewal. I know you're a Canadian. He already got it. He got the... Well, no, 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 no. Yeah, he did. I swear it was up this season. No, no, they extended him already, man. Oh, that's a shame. That is not nah, chill, 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 chill. <laughs> We're not doing that. He's making three three years, $35 million. That's, that's actually bless for a starting shooting guard. He's not a starting shooting guard. That's man, the problem. Listen, I told you we're not doing this. That's bro. the problem. I'm actually editing this out. Okay. I'm not doing this. <laughs> At any rate, let's transition to the other series. Uh, we got the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. So, Kev, the game's starting in about an hour. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that we're talking about this before the game is starting. What are your thoughts, or what will be your thoughts on CP3 if he sells this game seven? My thoughts on CP3 as a player won't change. It's it'll be damning on him if he if it if he does sell this game just because not only have they been losing, he actually hasn't been playing well. It's been like three or four games now, so it's damning, and I can't fend it. But if you're asking me, what do you want me to say? Come out here and say I don't think he's top five because that's not happening. There's nothing he can do at age 37 that'll make me say that. Simple, because this is this he's in he's as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing he can do. To ruin his legacy. Nothing. Not at age 37. Now, if we're talking about him advancing it and me arguing for him in top five, I understand. Again, man's aren't going to want to hear that, and I fully understand it. And the way he's played, inexcusable, especially for a player of his you know, caliber and his experience. That, like, what he's done can't happen. Now, at the same time, right, this whole Luca thing. Luca is the what-if man. He's the man that has showed you a million in times that got you at three times now. Again, assuming that, again, we're talking before this game starts. Three times now, he's 
teased us that he can overcome. Went up against the Clippers. Sorry, he didn't go up. I think he tied the Clippers his, very, his uh, first year he touched the playoffs. And I think KP got hurt, fell out. But at, at one point, he had us believing he could do it. Last year against the Clippers, did he go up 3-1 or 3-2? Something like that. Something like that. Something like that. Again, he teased us, had us believing he could do it. He had us believing he could overcome the odds. And I, I said this a couple months ago. He's kind of been li- living off the fact that he's almost done it. Because we don't look at the playoff things because, again, we look at his team and we understand that it's void of talent. But there's only so many times you can be right there and you not get it. And this is one of those moments for me. So if he gets this close again for the third time and I look at you and I say, okay, you can't get it, there's an issue there. And it's not just, okay, Dallas Mavericks are void of talent. It's this is the third time now, and you got to figure something out. Like something has to change. But I expect the Suns to win. If the Suns don't win, that's a huge upset. And yeah, it's just a huge upset. They they they, sh- they should even be in this position to begin with. Um, how they got here, I don't really understand. I think they just had a couple bad games. A couple games, Dallas Maverick players shot the lights out. Dorian Finney Smith went for seven trades in one game. All right, whatever that happened, you're in game seven. We know which team's supposed to pull this out. And if they don't, that's there's there's no talk, there's no Suns next year. Cause again, a lot of people, not me, believe that this team only got to the finals last year because everyone was hurt. And if you go out and lose to, to that the Dallas Mavericks, that's gonna prove a lot of those people right. So it's it's a it's a must win, as stupid as that sounds for a game seven. It is a must win, and I'll go on record and say that if the Phoenix Suns don't close out this game and win, they're pretenders. Everybody on that team is a pretender. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> because, like, here's my not, thing. Not the Mavericks. Not the Mavericks, though. Not the Mavericks. Not the Mavericks. Yeah, not the Mavericks. <laughs> People already know how I feel about the Mavericks and their roster, but going, I'm yeah. going to speak to two points that you made. So, for one, uh, I'll speak on, on the Suns as a whole. I feel like, and I, I talked about this earlier, and I said, okay, I think this is one of those situations where Chris Paul should not be the best player on your team at this age. He shouldn't be. The fact that he is is a bonus, but he shouldn't be, right? Devin Booker, I've been looking at this guy. If Devin Isn't Booker that- doesn't come out here and close this game, he's going to be the biggest pretender in the NBA. I'm, I'm telling you, really? every year people talk about Devin Booker as one of these guys, he's emerging. And it, it baffles my mind because before Chris Paul, he couldn't sniff a playoff seed. And he was putting up numbers. Chris Paul's there. Now nobody wants to give credit to Chris Paul by saying he became this new player. So now it's the time to prove it. This is the game. This is when you're supposed to be one of the guys. It's either you're a low-level one or you're a high-level two. If you want to be a low-level one, this is the time where you need to solidify yourself and say, I'm not losing. And if Listen, you lose, you're a pretender. I I understand what you're doing, but the problem with that is, is like Devin Booker wasn't the one that played bad games four, five, and six. That's my issue with this. Like that's that's why I can't go there with Devin Booker because he's not the reason. If we got to pick somebody, he's not the reason they're in this position. But you see, what I'm trying to do is I'm not I'm not trying to I don't want to put the I don't want to compare the you're, game to you're game. Boiling, wanna... You're boiling. You're boiling one series down to one specific game when you're doing this. Because this is when it matters most. This is when you superstars are made. But yo, this game isn't seven, the NFL, man. This isn't the NFL, though. I, I get that. Saying. I know it's a series. You play but I'm seven trying to for say, a reason. 
I get that. We play seven for a reason, but we also always talk about game sevens and the significance of them for a reason. <laughs> we were just in the group chat a couple hours ago laughing at a Kendrick Perkins who's talking about when game seven comes out, you got to leave it all on the line, which is why I'm giving the benefit of doubt, of doubt to Devin Booker right now up until this game. This is the game seven where you need to go out there and prove that you are who everybody thinks you are. And if not, you're a pretender. And the same goes for DeAndre Ayton. That guy's contract is coming up, and it's not looking good. The entire season, they didn't need him. And now, he's paying pedestrian. So, those two guys are on the clock for me. Chris Paul, it's gonna, as you said again, it's going to be damning on his... his, I don't want to say it's damning on his legacy, because it kind of is what it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not one game or one series or one year. Can't really paint. Not, not in year 30. Not, not when he's 37. Yeah, That's like, like saying LeBron's legacy is tainted because he missed the, the playoffs. Like, yeah. It's not going to taint his legacy. It's obviously going to be something that Maz want to talk about. But, again, like, if... But it might be a little bit more damning for Chris Paul, though, because he's never done it. LeBron no, no, right, right, right. Obviously. It. No, no, obviously. Obviously. I, I'm just saying, like, wherever you had Chris Paul before this... You're not moving him down. That's all I'm saying. Because any man above him was doing absolutely nothing at year 37. That's all I'm saying. So, And that doesn't absolve him from the criticism because, again, he's here and we believe him to be a good player, so we should still be able to perform. But in terms of if you're coming to me asking me, oh, where does he rank? How do do I feel about CP? Mm -hmm. Nobody should be moving him down because of this. That's all I'm saying. If For a man like me who's fighting for him to be moved up, you can look at me and say, all right, dead that. Fine, but we're not going to move him down. That's all I'm saying. Fair. But I do want to speak to your other point about Luca. And tell me if I'm wrong. First of all, first tell me if I'm wrong. I do think you're wrong because here's, hear me out. For one, if we have to understand that, yeah, we talk about Luca as a guy, but he is still young. So it's like, who are we comparing him to? So is Devin Booker, bro. No, he's not. He really isn't, though. He, He may be young in terms of age, but look how long Devin Booker's been in the league. Devin Booker's on a second contract. Okay, Donovan Mitchell. He's second contract. <laughs> these guys are vet- These guys are legit. We're not understanding that Luca's still on the rookie contract. He got the extension, but he's still technically playing on his rookie contract. So who are we comparing him to? And that's 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 the part that always bothers me. Is I never want to draw comparisons to guys that really didn't get their footing yet. Like Luca is on his rookie contract. He's going to be better. He's going to get better hi- hypothetically or theoretically he should get better. So when I look at it, I'm saying. At this age, with this talent, you already got to the second round in the Western Conference. Who else your age is doing that? You could say Trey Young. Who did they beat again? Sorry, who did they beat again? I don't remember. They beat um Utah. Right? See, I don't even rate that one. But whatever you rate it or not, that that's a top four seed. And on sure. top of that, right? You the only other person that we can say in and around his age is doing something similar is Trey Young. And we already acknowledge Trey Young to be his counterpart. That's the All Magic right. Johnson to his Larry Bird. So why why are we like why is he not getting the credit he deserves when he's beating guys that are supposed to be playoff performers? Guys are talking about Goose's best once. defensive player in the once. league. He beat once. He, he, beat, he, he beat, beat it once. One, but, but again, when we compare it to other people that haven't beat anything <laughs> in and around not, his age, listen, we don't the from Luca's rookie season, we stopped putting him in the category of the young guys. It's not about his his. His peers. It's not about that anymore. We moved past that after his rookie season. When he came out, averaged 28, 9, and 9 in the second year, we moved past that. Let's not, st- I don't, I'm not focused on that because it does not matter. 
I'm not comparing him to mans who were drafted in the same draft as him because that's irrelevant to me. Same goes for Trey Young. We're comparing him to the best in the NBA at this point. And all I'm saying is if he goes out and loses this, yeah, you beat a team that has obviously been dysfunctional. We obviously saw something was wrong. Yeah, you went out and beat them. But at the same time, there's only so many times you can be right there. Because let's not get it twisted. Had he beat the Celtics in either of those years, we would have put him on a pedestal. He could have went out and got swept in the next round. We would put him on a pedestal. Just like now, if he goes out and beats the Suns, we're going to put him on a pedestal. And if the Warriors give him a 4-1 or a sweep, we will not care because he made it further than he was supposed to. And he beat, he overcame something that what we would have said going in was extremely difficult to, 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 over, to overcome. That's, that's my only thing is that he's skated by because he's made us, he, we've had fun watching him in the playoffs. He's, he's added a little bit of doubt. He's made it competitive. But at the end of the day, you can only lose so many times where I'm just going to look at you and say, all right, cool. Like, yeah, you're going to make it close. You're going to keep it close, but push comes to shove what's actually going to happen. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying it's career-defining. It's just like, and I said this last year, because at some point we got to look around and just say, all right, what are you doing? Why do you? Why can you get this close? And if we look at these superstars and saying that, all right, when it's time to take us home, do it. If Rob's wants to break it down to one game, even though we play seven, if we want to break it down to one game, same goes for Booker as goes for Luca. As no, as oh no way! This is my problem, and this is why I was See, trying no, to get across. You, no, Rob, that's not fair. A pro- no. no, it's no, no, Devin no, Booker no, was no. out there for years, not sniffing anything. I get, but again, again. We've already we established that, but we've readjusted our glasses. So why are we? Why no, 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 no! I haven't okay, readjusted so my glasses. I, I'm still holding okay. the book in that regard. Why are we no, doing this? Because you know why? Luca already had Luca had his one bly. He already got his one bly. This is Booker's first bly. As far how as how did he get his bly? He he wasn't up three two against the Clippers. Okay, and he lost, and then you know what he okay. did? He came back and he won a series. My problem is this: is no, 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 no. Talk about Devin Booker no, as a guy. Mans don't blow a three-two lead, and we just laugh it, on, and we just we just chalk it up. Okay, like that. I'm not saying that you should. Okay, maybe a three-two loss or whatever the 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 standing. Three-two, words, three-two, yeah, three-two, I checked, it was three-two. I get that. Okay, you held your L, but what I'm saying is, don't throw that man in the same conversation with a guy that was playing basketball for six years, holding up seventy-two point posters like he's will no, and taking two, L. There's a there's a two year difference between these two players. Tech okay, time. and when did Devin Booker start winning? My thing is, you're going to talk about the thing is, he's at the adult table, you know. And he's not, and Booker's not at that table. That's why I don't care about Booker. Booker's not at Luca's table. Okay. Ah, thank you. I just, let's just put that to the side. Let's continue. All right, cool, go, go. As long as we know that, as long as we know that, that's the, I want to draw that line in the sand. That's all I'm saying. No, Booker's not at Luca's table. And that's why I said to you, from the minute he came and dropped 29, 8 and 8, he was no longer a part of the, oh, the 25 and under conversation. He's part of, are you that guy or not? Okay, but I get that. But now I'm no looking age at age filter. We're not filtering for age anymore with Luka I, I get that. But it's, it's like a scenario where you have the kids' table, you have the adult table. Luka Dunn moved to the adult table. Can we, can we just first acknowledge the fact that he shouldn't be there, but he is? Just okay. give him the props while he's there and say, okay, right, yeah, I, you're, you're, you're messing up. We did that a long time ago. Once he, once he got real life um, MVP discussions, we moved past that. But Kev, how many years are we talking? This, again, he's so young. This is not, this is recent news. This is what, two Bro, years? Robs, 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 
I told you I've already counted two moments he's teased us. Don't make it a third. Simple, because then that's shame on me. So he doesn't get the credit for the dub against the Utah. Which dub? I'll the give it to him. Fine, I'll give it. I'll so give that's him not, that. That's making progress, then. No. I, okay, but how? Again, you're close. Uh, to me, last year you being up three two, fam, and again we swept it under the rug because he wasn't supposed to win anyways. But once you go up three two, you're supposed to win. And if you don't, the next year, when you you're make up, incremental steps, which he did. All right, man. <laughs> That's exactly how it goes. You make incremental steps. You get there, and that's what he did. You lost last year in the first round. You come back, and you win in the first round. So you're saying he's playing with house money right now? He's playing with house money. He has to be. I don't believe so. For one, he was hurt to go into the series to start the playoffs, so we didn't even know if we were going to get Luka. He comes back. He beats Utah. Incremental steps, man. (laughs) Increments. I'm just... I just have a hard time getting over this Clippers thing that he did to us. And that's fair. I feel like I got duped. It's Two fair. years in a row. It's fair. I remember when we called for the emergency pod. Remember when we get the game winner? Yeah, we called okay, for the emergency all right, pod. Fans. That's all on I'm a saying, Thursday. man. All right, that's all I'm saying, man. I just feel duped. Like that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that, that's, 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 that's really mic. where my problem is. That's really where my problem with all of this is. Like there's been two times where he told, where he had me thinking he's that guy and he can overcome what we would have told said was impossible for him not to do. That's it. Yeah, that's fair. And you know what? I I, I hold. I'll let you hold that opinion because it's valid. My only problem is, is that just we have to acknowledge the progress. <laughs> He's getting there. If he wins this series, at that point next year, he would have to go to the finals. Assuming his team gets better. Actually, let me not do that. Let me not put that no, pressure on no, no. him. See, I'm not even doing that. Let me not do that. Let me not do that. Let me not do it because that's, I understand the quality of his team. That's actually foolish. I take that. Let me not do that. Let me not do that. But he would have to make incremental steps, assuming that his team can get better because. The team, to my opinion, really know how that feel, but yeah. But <clears throat> I do want to talk about some other stuff as well. One second. So we talked about the four matchups. Uh, we're going to reserve the Philly conversation for when Chris is back on the pod so he can fend his mans. But I was on NBA Reddit before we got on here, and it was letting me know that John Morant is the first rookie of his class to go out there and basically acknowledge the fact that he's going to sign back with Memphis Grizzlies, which I don't feel like is a shocker. Um, he obviously deserves the extension that whatever. <laughs> Did Zion say he'd take the max? But <laughs> said he can't wait to sign I, back. I, I, I didn't even think we were going to acknowledge that. <laughs> You're not playing basketball. Uh, uh, right? So I, I wanted to go through this list, and I just want to hear your opinion on some of these names because they are up for contract extensions. And I want to know if one – would you sign them back if you're the GM of that team? We could do it rapid fire because I'm not sure I spend too much time. But I gotta toss a number out there though. Yeah, you could toss well, a toss number a out number. there. You ask me and I'll tell you a number. All right, Nikhil Alexander Walker Jazz. He's getting a twelve still. Nah, I'm not even per, giving him twelve. Per, 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 per. You're not giving him twelve? Nah, that's RFA for me. <laughs> that's RFA for me. You were not doing enough to tell me that you could be a starting guard in this league. You're right. Still, Earn right. that on the market. Yeah, right. If you get twelve, yeah, I'll right. give you the twelve. If if I have to, I'm not. Nah, that, nah. See, we can't do that. We can't what? do that. Fam. We're not. That's what we're not doing in this conversation. This is RFA. You're giving him the twelve, or you're letting? Him I'm not rock. giving him the twelve. I'm not giving. For if we're sticking to the to the to the to the guidelines, I'm not giving the kill Alexander Walker twelve. giving him? I'll give him a seven to eight. <laughs> all right. All right. And if he wants to do it on a prove it, you can do it on a one or two year or one plus one with a team option or a player option. Prove it. And if you walk right. and you go out there and you end up being Jordan Clarkson, then hey, <laughs> I tried. 
Who's um, next? RJ Barrett. Ooh. <laughs> ah, God. I say five for 125. Five for one. Can we do per year, please? 25. 25 a year? That's what I think he's going to get, and I think that's what the Knicks are going to pay him. What do you think he deserves? I think he deserves I'm thinking, between I'm 20 a, I'm to 25. Yeah, I'm 20 and 25. He's 29. a productive player. He just has parts of his game that he needs to work on, but he's still a good player. He's a starter. Again, my problem with once you get past that 20 range, that's when you start looking for a man to be someone who he has never shown he's not. Nah, like, that's starter money, though. See, man, no, it's not, man, because when a man's making 25 and he's not producing, above starter level, we're on here criticizing him. But I'm saying 20 is the baseline for starter. And he, he's he been a starter, proven starter for what? Going on four years now. I'll give him 25. Darius Baisley, Thunder. Bro, no, I don't want anything to do with that one. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with him. Still. Actually, you know what? That's not fair. Still, I'm going to give him a 10. No, I'm not giving him anything because there's too many draft picks coming through the pipeline. And every time I see a flash of you doing something, you revert back to your old self. I'm good. Someone will come replace you. Um, right. Goga Badatse. Nah. <laughs> Not a dime. Still. Send him back to where he came from. Nah. Um, interesting from one. Still. Interesting one. Brandon Clark. Oh. Jeez. Ah. See? Yo, this is one of those. From. I'm going 18. I'm going 18 because he's proven to me that when it matters most, you can't pay. You can't pay 18 million for a man that's actually coming off your bench, bro. But he could start. No, 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 no. He is not your starting five, and you know it. He could be your starting four if Jaron Jackson learns how to stop fouling. And who's playing the three? Dylan Brooks. Oh, you're saying Jaron Jackson's playing the five? Yeah. That man averages six boards, man. You think you you honestly think that the Memphis Grizzlies envision the final scenario if everything goes well, Brooks and Jaron Clarkson are your front court? You I'm think not that saying that, that, but what I'm saying is this: Stephen Adams just proved to us that he's not going to be your long term plan because he didn't even play in one of the series, or he barely played. Well, that's situational. Series. No, no, that's not. I, fair. I get it. It's, okay, it's but if you're telling me, no, but if you're telling me that if Jaron Jackson stops fouling, then he can play the five and Clark can play the four. But you're what telling I'm saying, me that if everything goes well. That would be what you envision. No. What I'm saying is, when I'm paying this guy 18 a year, and as, again, if we already agree that starter money is 20 plus, if I pay this guy 18 a year, and I have to start him with Jaron Jackson at the five, I'm happy with it for whatever See, spurts. Not... But if not, he comes off my bench and be a spark plug. At 18? 18. 18 is not starter money. In the NBA. Rob, which NBA are you playing in? You're playing with the slider with the salary cap off. So, 18 is not starter money. I'm telling you this. It's not starter money. It's OG got 18, bro. And where's OG? No, we, we know how OG was viewed. He wasn't just viewed as a starter. Okay, he was but viewed when as a starter he, plus. He got that contract, and guys were paying him to be better than what he was. And what did OG show us to be? The same old guy. And now he's That's expendable. why, you, Bro, a next man can pay Jordan Clarkson 18. If I'm the Grizzlies, I'm not giving you 18. I just can't. Because as far as I'm concerned, there is no situation where... I'm happy with my front court being Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark. Fair. I just I just don't see that situation. So I can't give you 18, even though you've proven it and even though you deserve it. And that's why when we had the conversation earlier, I said Memphis is in a tricky spot because of guys like this. You can't give a man 18 as a small market team and have him come off your bench. Nah, bro. Nah. Now we're going to have to give John ja, ja Morant the, the, two, the, the two whatever, the two XX. How much is Bain going to get? Did Bain get re-signed yet? Bain didn't get re-signed yet. But he has, on, he has time. There's time. 
Okay, but again, if you're looking forward, what is a man like Bain? Bain's going to get 30. He he might get 25 plus. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying 18 doesn't cripple you. In my opinion, it, it doesn't For cripple a bench you. man? If you give for, out for the, a problem six with man, the eight, don't do Rob, that. The problem with the 18s, if you give out two of those, that's just as bad as the 36. That's my issue. If you're just like, hey, 18 ain't that bad. It's not 30. If you, if you hand out too many of those, you're in the same exact position. Fair. Okay, so what about Darius Garland? Darius Garland's getting the max from me. Yeah, he's getting the max from me too. I didn't think there was much discussion no. there. Um, no inter- Interesting one, Tyler Hero. But what, hold on. With that said, what do you do with Sexton? You see, this is my problem. If I've already proven to be better without you and you're coming off an injury, I would just... come back? I'm doing RFA. You can come back, but you're going to have to come back on a discount. I can't hear 20 uh, a year. I hear that. Personally. No, no, you can't give him 20 still. No. Yeah. You're but that's right. what he's going to be aiming for, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, so Tyler Hero. <laughs> I'll give Hero... I'll give him 20. But one stipulation, if I can throw it in there. He has to start a lot. He has to start. Robs. Yes, I'm telling you, you're going to fuck yourself up. No, he has to start. Because if I can't put like this, if I'm, a, if I'm a decision maker for the Heat and I never see Tyler Hero as a full-time starter, then I'm not giving him the 20. But I'm assuming they do. He just won six men in the year and he had Matt Struess and Duncan Robinson ahead of him. So I just don't see why he, he wouldn't start. Bro. These are the guys I actually, if I'm the Miami Heat, I'm giving him 16 still. So he's RFA. And I, don't, I think he gets somewhere, he gets probably gets better on the open market because some team is dumb enough to bet on him being an actual star in this league. But listen, man, we're talking about a religious bench, man. Like, what they give Duncan, every, though? Like for everything that's said, and that was a scam. That was a free band. That was a Chris contract. Let's not get that. But Chris I know what. They, but they can't come talk sixteen they to him. They gave him about sixteen, and I hear you. But see, as Chris would say, just because you made a mistake once Don't doesn't mean you got to compile and make another one. So make an even worse one because Duncan Robinson can't even get on the court sometimes. Facts. And I don't think Hero's going to get to that point. But like, we're talking about a religious bench man, bro. Fair enough. Okay. Um, he, he, I'll let him go somewhere else, man. Uh, I'll, I'll let him go somewhere else and get money because someone's going to give it to him. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, he 21 this year? Holy. You know what? Oh, God. I told him. I'll <laughs> give him the 20. The I'll give him the 20 if he's going to start. 44, 40, 87. I just didn't know what was going on. So I'm giving him 23. I didn't know. <laughs> my bad. This guy added a full <laughs> nine M's. <laughs> nah, my bad. So I didn't know what was going on. Oh, this, this guy's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me open up the checkbook one more time. Anyway, there's 25, 22, 21 off the bench. I know, but you, again, you, got, nah, you might bench. as well start him, though. You might as well start him. They have to start him. That's why I'm paying yeah, him the 20. Well um, okay. He uh, might get 30, though. No, come on. Come on. Okay. That, that's where I draw the line. No way. No, no, um, I'm not saying from Miami, but I'm saying there's a team out there that might give him 30 still. That's crazy. Um, Cam Johnson. Ooh, I want to keep that guy around. I want to. I'm actually a big fan of him. 15 so, for me. Yeah, that seems fair. Anything more is a bit ridiculous because he's not a starter for you. Mm. I don't even feel comfortable playing that much for a bench man, but I'm just such a big fan. And the way he shoots the ball, the way he can defend, I like him. I think, I think there's a, a path for him as a starter in this league as like a four at some point. 
like replacing Drake Crowder, for example. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm just scanning through some of these names because some of these guys are irrelevant. Um, Jordan jo- Poole is one of them. Yeah, Jordan Poole. What are you giving Jordan? If you assuming that you are planning to resign him as a Golden State Warriors and not sign him anything, just, anything you want. No, what? This is how they get, man. This is Kev. Don't do it. Man. <laughs> yo, don't yo, put yo, that yo, out yo, in the yo, air, man. I know Rums, that you're not Rums, giving Jordan Rums, Book the check. open checkbook. You're crazy. Blank check. Listen, yo, Rob's. You're crazy, that man. All right, bro. You're crazy. Listen, all right, Rob's. You know why? Because when we sit down and we analyze the way man's get a bucket, right? And you could probably say the exact same thing for Tyler Hero, probably, and. You're probably right. But when I watch Jordan Poole, I'm talking three levels. Deadly from three. Range with a two. Shoots 92% at the line. Mid-range. All the way to the bucket. What more do you want from a man? Defense. Because if I'm paying what I'm him... You know, no, 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 Rob. See, I'm not letting you get on that horse right now. Don't what? try that. Please do, do not do that. Do not do that because you're not a man that cares about defense. I you're do care about defense. When you're, no, no, no. You're no, going to insert no, Jordan no. Poole into the lineup and then what? You're going to have a backcourt of what? Bro, I don't even care if he starts on this roster. This no. is a different This is a diff, This is is a a different. different type of team. You're moving away from the from your standards. So what you, you just told me that you don't nah, want to pay 20 plus for a bench man. But this is a different team. This is a different type of team. There's certain teams where I believe in the continuity and I believe that if he stay if he stays around on that type of money, if he does, he might not, and I don't think he should stay and come off the bench. But assuming he does, I think this team's gonna survive. Like it's not gonna be an ego issue if he decides to stay. But listen, man, he's way too good to let walk away because when I look at a team like the Warriors, they're so strapped for cap anyways that you're not replacing him. Moses Moody hasn't given you anything promising. So from a guard perspective, like if not him, then who? Ah. You gotta pay him. Maybe he doesn't get maybe I'm over exaggerating with the blank check, but 25, no question. I'd, Sorry. I'd, I'd give him 20. 20? I'd give him 20. I'd give him 20. I'd give him Man. 20. Just because like it's like if I'm going to state, what what at some yeah, point the cap has to that's, ins- that's like, insurance, bro. That's insurance, man. I like, guess. But Jordan then at that Poole's- point, like, I don't know, man. I just I don't know. I don't feel comfortable paying him 20. I'll give him 20 just because I have to pay based on what I've seen so far and he has produced, but I just don't see how I could pay him 25 to come off the bench behind two guys that are playing heavy minutes and expecting to be an impact player for time to, for, for seasons to come. And on top of that, that 20 mil is not going to be 20 mil on the books because when you account for the hard cap and the luxury tax, that 20 mil might cost you like 60. Yo, but the way I see it, if you lose a man like Jordan Poole, Championship windows closed. Still. That's fair. That's um, just the way I see it. Because I think they reopened the window. And part of that reason is because of a man like Jordan Poole. Now, if you lose that guy, I think that shit slams shut. Because after Clay and Steph, there is nobody. Not a soul. Now, if I look to Miami, it's a bit different. There's mans behind Tyler Hero. But after Jordan Poole, we're talking Damian Lee. Fam. Fair enough. Fair enough. But they'll always get the one... the. Uh, veteran minimum contracts, but maybe that's not going to be enough. You need some young. Those legs are auto porters. Those are men with no legs. Those men <laughs> yeah. can't give you eighty-two. <laughs> um, okay, two more. Um, Grant Williams. Man, he just made himself a lot of money today. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's why I had to bring his name up. I, I would personally give him anywhere between eighteen and twenty-one because I think he's a fringe starter. I think he's your worst starter, but he might be one of your most impactful players. If that makes sense. 
He actually a psychopath, though. What? You're not paying him that? You give him $20 million? 18, he just proved that he can guard Giannis. Well, not guard. He's the best option to guard Giannis. And on top of that, he was playing well the whole playoffs. And he had a great season. Yo, are you over uh Are you trying to correct for what you did? Are you trying to overcorrect for how badly you spoke on his name? No. No. I just... So I, what I, are you doing I, right now? Let me tell you something. I, when I first said that comment about Grant Williams, I was mistaken. He, he I took that back. eight points. But you shot yeah, the ball so well. Yo, that's enough. Like You saying you were wrong is enough. You don't have to come out here and, and give him free bands now. But I, I, he's been performing in the playoffs. You're going to give him OG money. You're going to give him Tyler Hero money. What are you talking about? If I'm about? Boston, I would. Because at that point, as a, same going back to your Golden State argument. You're not getting any better. You're capped already. No, no, no. But yo, and Wolford's contract's about to come off the books. Robs, you told me you're giving Jordan Poole $20 million, Yes. And 10 seconds later, you told me you're giving Grant Williams 18 to 21. I think Grant, more, Grant Williams is more important to the Celtics than Jordan Poole is to the Warriors. That's why I would say that. Because I could see Grant Williams being a starter. He, he might start next season. And again, if you're accounting for the fact that Horford's money's coming off the books soon, it's not really going to hurt you. No, no, no. See, we're not doing now. Nah, that's what we're not okay, doing. So we're not okay, so take the context out. Okay, so take the context out. He might start for next year. And he, he's getting fringe starter money. So what are we really talking about? You're talking about giving Jordan Jordan Poole the blank check uh, checkbook. I'm saying give Grant Williams between 18 and 21 because he's going to start for you next year, and he just proved I, himself in the okay, playoff. Okay, here's my here's my question to you, right? Blank team, you're building out a team. If you have Jordan Poole as your starter, Jordan Poole as your first player in your starting lineup, or Grant Williams as your first player in your starting lineup, which one are you more comfortable with? This is not. I know what you're trying to do. This is not the conversation. Obviously, it's relative to the team. And how it's already built. Come on, man. What are we doing? If Grant, Rob, I'm not saying Grant Williams is good in by himself. He's good on the Celtics, though. And they need Rob's, him. Robs. See, man. Yo, I'd fleece a man like you, you know. That's crazy. I'd scam a man like you still. 18 That's to 21. Crazy. Fringe starter money. Whew. All right, bro. So what are you paying him? 12? Nah. He's going to get more than that. Bro, you know I played Giannis four times a year, right? Maybe more. I'm not paying a man 20 mil to guard Giannis, eh? No, that's you're crazy. crazy. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> I, don't play, I don't play Giannis every other game. There's more than one team in this league. And he can defend. Giannis. I don't know. Maybe. Um, what do you mean he guarded Giannis? What are you talking about? The man averaging like 36 and 12. He went there and did the best job, man. Like, obviously, you're not going to stop Giannis Antetokounmpo. Come on, man. You're moving like I said. He, he's out okay, there putting lock so and key So why am I paying man. you $20 million and you're not even a stopper? Because it could have been worse. <laughs> and we watched the game to know that it could have been worse. It could have been 40 and 12? Yes. It, it realistically no. could. We watched the game. P.J. Tucker has been getting $8 million contracts off the back of that for years. We're not get, we're not, we wouldn't give P.J. Tucker 12. We wouldn't, sorry, we wouldn't give P.J. Tucker 18. Would you not give P.J. Tucker 18 because of how old he is or just generally? <laughs> P.J. Tucker could be 12. I'm not giving him that. <laughs> All right. That's very different. But last one. Last one. Last one. You're a defense man today. I hear you still. <laughs> last one on the list. The hungry hippo himself. Zion Williamson. What am I paying him? Let's start with that. I'm giving Zion 20. Short-term low, deal? Low, low risk, high rewards. No, I'll give him the max. He's not taking 20 on a short term. Keep in mind, I don't think he's taking 20, period. But I'll give him 20 on a long term. I'll give him 25, 20, 
times five, so 100 million. If it doesn't work out, it's not that bad. But I can't give you the max. Like, there's under, there's if, if that's that's um CBA threatening if he gets a max. Yeah, it is. I'll say this: I'm gonna give him the Joel Embiid contract. I'll give you the max, but it's gonna have so many incentives. Bro, no, 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 no. no. That Joel Embiid thing that they tried to tell us was the Doomsday Clause. That was like in the last year, fam. They tried to spin it as if any year they can get out if something goes wrong. Nah, nah, man. Joel Embiid didn't get no football contract. He got eighty percent of his shit guaranteed. Man. Well, even if that's the case, and that's what it's gonna have to be. I just. For the small franchise, you can't let talent just walk out the door like that. And I what don't do you know. Think he, hmm? Do you think he? Do you think he's not accepting anything less than a max? No, he's not. It wouldn't make sense. Like whoever is advising him would never tell him to take less than a max. It doesn't make sense. Because for one, you already have the face. You already have the league in your back pocket. We know this. The league is already pushing the Zion <laughs> narrative left, right, and center. <laughs> On top of that, you're you pro- think a team. Hmm? You think a team out there would give him a max right now? Yes. Like, let's just assume right now. Yes. Yes. Right, There's teams out there that are willing to take the gamble. And I'll tell you why. League is ready in his back pocket. He's proven that he can perform at a high level, whether it's impactful basketball or not, is irrelevant. He proved that he could put up his 27 and 7 or 27 and 6.5, I think, and make an all star team. His game is explosive. He's going to sell seats. All these things are up in the air that are, would make your t- franchise better and more favorable. Bro, Will it I actually happen? You, I don't know. I promise you, man. I promise you, men's are not buying tickets if he can't play. I promise you. I know that, but again, you have to take the chance. You can't just let that walk. Right, that's, that's your meal ticket. Not a, not a, that's not a max chance. That's far as I'm. That's a like, max. I, I agree with you that you have to take a chance, but a max. It's one of those things where, <clears throat> fam, if this doesn't work, which by all accounts is trending towards not working. Let's not. Let's be clear here. Mm. The most likely scenario right now is that it's not going to work. Do you do you agree or no? Uh, I agree. Okay, so if we assume that the most likely scenario is that this is going not to, going to work, how do you give a man a max? Because the, it's it's non negotiable. I don't think Zion's agent goes in the office to discuss numbers. He discusses when are we signing this, and if we are. Yeah, yeah, and that's fair. But the thing is, he's gonna. The first convo might be like that, but when he circles back around the league and he's not getting the max, the number's gonna come down. But they will give him the max. I'm telling you, there's teams I mean, out there that will pay him the max. There's teams Man, okay. out there that will pay then, yo, Honestly, the league is a joke. These owners are a joke team. But they know this. We know this. We see the NBA. We call it free bands all the time. They nah, gave $100 million no, to Michael man. Porter Jr. with the worst medical ever. Like, it Two, happens. Almost 200. Let's, let's, okay. Oh, my bad. My bad. 150 to 200. You get my point. No, nah, but happens. see the difference is, even though that was incredibly stupid, for one, at least at the very time that was signed, Michael Porter Jr. was on the court. Fair. Like, you know how I felt about that one already. So there's not like I'm here. I rate that by any means, but at the very least, when that ink dried, MPJ was healthy. At the very least, I, I get that. All I'm willing to say is that there's teams out there that would make that decision and bet their their chances on it. There, I don't see too many teams. Let me rephrase. There's a handful Ooh. of teams that will take that <sighs> risk because even if it doesn't pan out, they're not going to be in any worse of a situation. And the fam and the the weight issue, bro. You could give him a hundred. All right, I heard the weight issue is exaggerated, though. Okay, fine. But every <laughs> time I see him, he looks like a, a walrus. My question <laughs> though is, if I give him one hundred and eighty mil, mm-hmm. what stops him from showing up to 
just start just growing to 400 pounds. Obviously, you could say that about any man, but we know there's a clear difference here. I mean, I, I, like, I, what's the motive? What's the motivation? Here's the thing. I think we still have to assume there's a baseline that Zion wants to play basketball. Because why? It, it, because I, I, from what I've read in reports, is that the team doesn't want him to oh. play basketball at this point. He's ready to perform. He, the team didn't want to because they didn't want to jeopardize his and talent. Also, read that he never wanted to be in New Orleans, which is fair. But there's a lot of guys that don't want to go where they go. That happens. It just goes, it gets shoved under the rug because no one cares. But we're talking about Zion now, so it's going to be brought to the front for it. So who wants to play New Orleans? Not many people. The point is, he's going to be there if he Fair. wants to play basketball. Then he's going to have to play for the New Orleans Pelicans. If he doesn't, then all the other drama that happens in the NBA is going to happen anyway. So you're going to lose him and get it off anyway. So what's the difference? You hear a man doesn't want to hear him in New Orleans pre-draft, not in year one and two. Still, like, like, like that's a problem, fam. What's the motivation? If you can do the bare minimum, if you can play 65 games in three years and you get $200 million from me, what is the motivating factor? And obviously, you can say that about a lot of players who get a lot of money that they haven't earned yet, but there's a difference. At least they're available. You're not questioning their willingness to be on the court, to even play basketball. And if you are questioning that, you certainly shouldn't be giving them that money. I can question... Zion's ability to stay healthy, to keep his weight down, to even want to be on the court. I don't know, man. And again, these are the concerns that everybody has, but I'm telling you, there's a handful of teams that won't care. (laughs) That's wrong still. Like, I know we should all be for a man getting his money, but like, it's just, what's going to happen is at some point, the owners are going to reach a breaking point and they're going to go, they're going to overshoot. They're going to go to a far worse extreme where nobody can get a contract now. It's not going to level out and be be correct where you know mans are getting their money fairly not nah, they're gonna want theirs back they're gonna come together and say fuck all of you and basically revolt against all these mans and then what's gonna happen but Kevin, are gonna be complaining that's happening already the next cba might be a lockout <laughs> we know this again, the elders are already pissed again. okay so if mans if mans wants to take a year off then give zion 20 200 but i'm saying I feel like that conversation was already is already going to where it's gonna go. Regardless, they're gonna give a guy two hundred mil. Then when he doesn't play, all of us are gonna sit here and say, "I right, like that's that's what that's where he was trending." Same way how a man like Ben Simmons can say that he can't play because of X, Y, and Z. But again, <laughs> see that's like, the difference. A man like Ben Simmons was on court. He was never missing time actually, until he had his problem, right? Right again, but at least like and at least you. Zion was an all star before last. Was he an all star last year? Broski. Right, man. We're in circles still. Was he an all star? <laughs> I'm trolling, obviously. I know there's a difference. I'm just saying, I don't think it really matters because the CBA conversations are already at the worst state they've been in in years. And then on top of that, them giving Zion 200 million is not going to make a difference for New Orleans because if they don't do it, another team will happily sign up to do it. With all the concerns, with all the red flags, I don't think too many teams will actually care enough to say, this is what's going to stop me from potentially signing a generational talent. Lee's a joke, bro. Yeah. But um, I think we want to wrap up. That was a nice pod. That was a nice pod. We got into some deep topics. NBA playoffs are in full effect. We're about to go watch this. Dallas Mavericks and Phoenix Suns and see if Devin Booker is a guy. If CP3 will have to hide his face when he's leaning in the arena. Um, and if the Phoenix Suns lose, you guys have to make sure to tune into next episode because Chris will be out here <laughs> trolling to say the least. But... Um, once again, it's all hustle, no luck. 
available on all streaming platforms every single morning, 8 a.m. Sorry, Monday mornings, 8 a.m. Bright and early. Make sure you share, like, comment. Never hoard a good thing because you want to make sure you're sharing the content. We put a lot of time and effort, and we really appreciate all the support that you guys have given us this far and continued support that we will get in the future. Aside from that, Kev, you have anything you want to say before we wrap up? No, I'm good, man. Let's wrap this up and get out of here. Legends will be made tonight still. Legends, by the time you hear this, there'll be a couple talking points still. Definitely. I'll make sure to note them down. But uh, let's wrap up and go watch this ball game, and we'll get back to you guys next week. Take care.